ladies and gentlemen of all ages, boys and girls. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Angry Meat Production. We appreciate you coming in and letting us be a part of your lives week in and week out. We hope to do our best to present you with something that your eardrums delight in. Whether you're looking at us on YouTube or Rumble, or listening to us on Spotify, Google, or Anchor, or any of the other podcast services that we are currently on or trying to get on, we thank you. And if you don't mind, at the end of every episode, stop by, leave us a comment, leave us a like. If it asks for five stars, we'll take five stars, even if you don't like us. Five stars are what it's all about. With that being said, we hope you enjoy our attempt to make our advocation our vocation. Ladies and gentlemen, let the games begin. Welcome, Angry Faithful. Today on What the Hell, we got some news. Uh, this is our bi-weekly news episode that we're starting to do. And uh, Johnny finally was able to come with us because, well... He has surgery, so he has nothing else better to do with his life. Yeah, I mean, dude, okay, so well, my so day primarily has consisted of playing MLB 23 and Minecraft. Um, let's see, I watched, just because I was feeling nostalgic and it's just an outstanding movie, I, I watched Signs earlier today. Um, it's a decent movie, yeah. So. Solid choice. Yeah, I mean, can't go wrong with uh, something that M. M. Night Shyamalan directed, not wrote, but just directed. Well, that's... I mean, he didn't write The Sixth Sense. Yeah, but he did write The uh, Last Airbender. Again, something he directed, not wrote. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's that's true. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I mean, the only thing as far as crimes against humanity and anime that go deeper, that cut deeper than the last Airbender movie is the Dragon Ball Z Ball evolution Z. movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, the, the live action Ghost in the Shell is a close second. No, the Ghost in the Shell was actually somewhat more or less going on par with the anime. Mm, was it though? That night... That and I enjoy the only reason why I enjoyed it more than anybody else is because I had a special needs kid in the audience whenever there was like sparkly lights and everything. She's going, Yay! And that made the fucking experience a hundred times better. Listen. Okay. I I mean, it was, it was, it was fucking. And the, it, what was really sad is the dad was trying to like calm her down. And he's like, No, no, sweetie. And, and, and me and the other couple, uh, there was like, or six people in this uh place and i was like i walked over i walked over to the guys like he listen talked with the old uh the older couple in here he's like i'm terribly no 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 hear me out this movie is kind of shit so your daughter's making a hundred times better let her do what she <laughs> has to do me. this this was I, throughout throughout that whole two hour experience <sighs> i was just going i was i was looking at the uh the the screen and the lights flashing she goes yeah and it was like yeah and i would go yeah Oh. <laughs> and the older couple was like, "Yeah, it just made it hundred times better." 
But going off party scenes coming in October, the Oktoberfest, which this year has declined a certain alcoholic beverage not to be part of Oktoberfest. Can anybody We're not going to mention any names, but their initials are Anheuser-Busch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> After 75 remarkably alike. It's very yes. similar. Right. Yes. yes. After 75 years, the Oktoberfest in Germany will not be serving any Anheuser-Busch products oh, for the okay. first time. No, this is it, it goes yeah, beyond. First, first time in 75 years. Yeah, yeah. That their that that 75 year stretch has been completely ruined. You know, Thanks to one misguided exec. It's funny because, like, uh, you know, you see like a lot of the um, agnostic or or atheist people out there. They're like, you know, they're, I mean, they're obviously pro alphabet gang, and they, you see these cute little tweets that they put out there, like, "Well, good luck ordering a beer," and then they show all these other beer companies out there that have supported, you know, the LGBTQ right. And I'm sitting there going, you know, and I'm sitting there reading and I'm scrolling through my Twitter timeline while I'm drinking a Shiner. And I'm thinking, I live in the greatest country, I mean, state in the entire world. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so. They're like, good luck getting a beer. Like, you know how many local breweries and craft breweries are in this area that have way better beer than anything Anheuser-Busch could piss out? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Well, I, now down here we've we've got that that uh, Carbach, right? And Carbach does, or not Carbach, but they do. Uh, it's a company that puts out uh, a Crawford Bach, right? It's served. Yeah, that's that's locally. Carbock. Yeah, is it Carbach? Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. I think so. So Crawford Bach, you know, I mean, you go to the Crawford, you know, uh, M, or a Minute Maid Stadium or a Minute Maid Park, and they've got the Crawford boxes, and you see people walking around with Crawford box all the time. Cans have got the the you know, the cool little Astro design on them. Yeah, the old school. Yeah. And that's actually a really good beer. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, damn. <laughs> you know, just well, there's so many options. And then you have like, like Ziegenbach. There's, there, it's great because there's so many great, great beer options mm -hmm. that are only, a, excuse me, only available here in Texas, like Ziegenbach. Yeah, Bush. but you know, like Carbach and, and Ziegenbach, Ziegenbach are both produced by Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, but then you got you know? like like Rangers, Ranger Creek down here in, in mm -hmm. San Antonio. That's a great one. There's there's a bunch of, of really, really good local breweries that, uh, listen, you, you don't have to worry about any, yeah. any politics like yeah. that. Like they're just shutting I'm going to get my drink on. You know, and, <laughs> you know. going. Or you can do what I'm doing and just make your own meat and not have to worry about any of that shit. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Just brew yourself and then you can you can be yeah. your own politics if you want to. <laughs> no, I mean the one that the, the one that 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 hurt me the most was and when I found out that Anheuser Busch um owns uh Hogarden. It's a it's a it's a Belgian style wheat beer, yeah. right? And a uh, couple, I got turned on to it a couple of years ago, um, went to the uh, Armed Forces Bowl and, and Navy was playing. I think that was the year that they played um, uh, the University of Houston, right? And they blew them out like 70 to 14. <laughs> and uh, so we left, we left Fort Worth and we 
kind of migrated into the colony because there's a, a bar there, a restaurant called the the Rocking Cafe. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, they got this like whole wall of taps, right? And it's just pretty good. And we got there and there just happened to be a beer rep there from like, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Ligenfelter. And uh, they were they were offering they were offering buying us they were buying us pitchers. You know they were like oh you know this is our springtime you know and we're like okay fucking it's free beer right <laughs> tasted like ass dude but well yeah, you know, yeah it was free and then my my oldest son Chauncey he had just come back um, from a uh, deployment to Poland and he was like yeah they've got this stuff over there and you know he's like i i i can't find it anywhere and then he saw that they had it and he's like oh you've got to try this <laughs> and if you've had anything like a hesselweifen you know where it's got the wheat in it it's unfiltered you know yeah. you pour half in the glass yeah. and then you swirl it around and you pour the other half right yeah you yeah. got chewed here and uh it's like a a a beer bread yeah yeah um but i mean this this it was a filtered wheat beer right but it still had that that hardiness to it yeah dude you know and, and they're sitting there like okay you can pair this with this and that's the way that their menu was arranged bro whole garden goes amazing i am not kidding you with hot wings bro bone in regular hot wings goes great with this whole garden beer and i'm just sitting there going dude that stuff is fire right so i'm pounding those yeah. I'm going to town on some wings. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm draining like a pitcher, a whole garden. And I'm just sitting there going by the end of the, you know, by the, before I knew it, I'm sitting there going, Oh, Oh, I'm, I'm fucked up. You know? Dude, that's, that's, that's the part you don't realize is like those, those kinds of beers, man, they sneak up on you too. They too. Like, they it's do. like soju where you said they ambush you, you stand up and, and yeah. Fall. Yeah, you know, like, you, know, like you sit the there and play, play Risk or Spades all night long, drinking soju, and then you get up to go take a piss and you face plant. Right? No, that's like, that's nothing what my brother-in-law ended up doing. He ended up drinking this one alcohol, and uh, he was like, oh, this is this is pretty stout. But what is this weird stuff that's just, uh, floating around in the fucking uh, alcohol? They bring up the jar, and there's a fucking dead cobra. Oh, the cobra was... Yes. Yeah, nope. He said he was drunk for four fucking days because his <laughs> kidneys stopped functioning because of the fucking venom. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. 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 That sounds like a level of danger that I would have been all up for in my 20s. Yes. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Fucking literally. When I was in a hundred percent, I don't even like whiskey. I would have been drinking that shit. I don't it think it was be. whiskey. I think it was like a, a, a rice. Oh, they, like a, well, yeah, they do, but the, it, was, the, it was something weird. Yeah, the Kerber whiskey is is what the that's that's the famous one. But I'm sure they put it in fucking everything. But god damn, I I was like, well, you didn't die, so yeah, but. Fuck it, was, that shit. it wasn't for lack of trying. Yeah, it wasn't lack of trying. I mean, that's the kind of that's that's the kind of experience that like you know it traumatizes you to the point where you can't watch nature documentaries about cobra taming without you know driving a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, you know, it's like I can I can drink Patron. I love 
I love me some Patron silver, right? Some, you know, some of the Respato. I love that oh, stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, George Strait's tequila, uh, Cotigo. I love that stuff. But you get me anywhere near Senior uh, Jose Cuervo? Nope. Nope. It's trash tequila. Bro, hmm? I got in a fight with him one night when I was on active duty. With George Strait? No, with Jose, Jose Cuervo. <laughs> You know, I, mean, I, I, I would not be allowed. How good a story would that be if you got in a fight with George Strait? I would be telling that shit everywhere. Drinking his, hit, drinking Getting his. into a fight with George Strait would, would be uh, grounds for revoking my Texas citizenship, dude. I mean, it's almost <laughs> well, like that Michigan Michigan University student that was down here on spring break a few years back and he sucker punched Pat Green on the beach. awesome god damn it you know so you know i mean because the guy was hitting on hitting on his wife or something or kicking sand or something and pat green was like hey motherfucker you know (laughs) the kid the kid just turned around and just dot dotted him broke his nose and then he immediately got jumped by like 12 dudes (laughs) for sure (laughs) you know so i mean if, if Ozzy Osbourne could be banned from the state of Texas for two decades for pissing on the Alamo, if I got into a fight with George Strait, I wouldn't be allowed to live in the state of Texas forever. I think people would go to go to make a homage to your place just to punch you in the face. I mean, they probably would. You know, I mean, there would be like a, a like a lifetime standing restraining order. I couldn't even stream his music online, kind of a thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so block your IPO completely out of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I got into a fight with Jose Corvo <laughs> one night, man. I mean, just like an entire bottle. I was like, I can fucking do this. I'm drinking alone in my barracks room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, my, my squad leader comes to my room the next day because I missed PT. And all I remember was is that he walks in and he looks at me. He goes, Jesus, you look fucking dead. He's like, hold on a minute. And so he goes, pulls his car into the common area, right? Mm-hmm. Picks me up and takes me to his car and hauls my ass over to the TMC. Dude, when they said I was dehydrated, we're talking like negative five on the turntable. Oh my God, I sucked up three bags of IV fluid and they didn't say shit to me. They were like, did you get sick at all last night? And I'm like, yeah, I was uh, kind of throwing up. They didn't ask me why or what I'd been doing. They, they probably thought, smelt it from you from a mile away. Bro. Yeah. They smelled it out of the parking lot. Like, <laughs> well, okay. So I do remember like, no, I, I legitimately before I went to bed, you know, and after I got done horking my guts out, I do remember climbing into the shower and like scrubbing my body. Like I'm decontaminating myself. So you pulled <laughs> the, uh, what, what was it? Uh, Ace Venture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you know, but so I, the, here's the here's the here's the kicker. I was so dehydrated that they put me on quarters for seventy two hours. You got quarters for a hangover, dude. What the fuck? But nobody said anything about alcohol, like at all. That's the only. They're they're like, oh, this guy has the flu. He's so oh, I feel so bad. So my squad leader took me to the shop at. I spent probably about. I don't know. Thirty bucks on fucking Gatorade and saltine crackers. 
they were like liquid only and quarters for 72 hours. And I'm sitting there going, oh, okay. You know. <laughs> so, so if we have any active duty that are listening right now, if you want 72 hours of quarters, let's go drink a bottle of Jose. Dude, I had but decon yourself before going to bed. What right? What was it? The gold or silver? Uh, like, it was the uh, it was the gold, I think. Oh god, that's the that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Lowest of low. Yeah. So Ooh. I mean I'm sitting there and I'm like sitting going, I'm like I am so fucked, right? You know, I'm thinking I'm getting an article 15 when I go back to work or they're not even going to wait. They're going to come read that shit to me in my room, you know? And <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sitting there, dude, three fucking days straight, man. I'm going stir crazy like hell. I mean, you can only play so much Nintendo. Yeah. In your, you in your barracks room. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, oh my God. I mean, I'm opening up my window just to let fresh air in. You know, I'm just, I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? I'm doing, I'm doing my own PT in my room, just to, just to pass the time. You know, dude, I had my wisdom teeth, all my, all four of my wisdom teeth removed in one day. I got a day off, and you get fucking three for fucking yourself up. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that's that's borderline shooting yourself in the foot because you don't want to go overseas i was so dehydrated apparently my squad leader later told me he said that i looked like et when elliot found him in the storm drain <laughs> all fucking white yeah dude like I mean, a week old dog like, turd <laughs> yeah like a week old sun-dried dog turd dude <laughs> i mean it was uh, <laughs> You know, so damn it. I mean, so the next time, <laughs> next time there was a barracks party, it was upstairs, and some dude breaks out the Jose Cuervo, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm good." <laughs> They're like, "You sure you don't want a shot, dude?" All I did was catch a whiff of it, and I'm like, "I'm, I'm gone. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm done." That's that's Bacardi One Fifty One for me. <laughs> everybody, everybody has that one. Yeah, everybody has that one alcohol that when you smell it, it reminds you of the time you almost died. Uh, yeah. I, I have only one thing, and that's uh, it's a shot called the monkey puke. It's Bacardi 101 with wild turkey uh, 150. I'm, I'm interested, though. Why, why, why call it monkey puke? I mean, I get the combination of what you fucking get when you when you drink that. You're you're basically combining two of the worst freaking things to drink, and then you're you're doing it in one shot. Man, you remember when drinks at the bar used to have cool names like Snake Bite or the Purple Purple Hooter Shooter, and you know the buttery nipple, nipple. alligator. Yeah. I remember one. Well, okay, so we had one guy. He you was order ETSing. that shit now, you'll get canceled. Yeah, he was ETSing, and we <laughs> we're sitting there. Oh my god! So Mindy has got this her her mobile notary TikTok page up, right? Mm -hmm. She's got a pinned video that this morning it had just a little over six thousand views. Right now, it's sitting at thirteen point three. 
Right. Yeah, David, I had the same exact response. He just the drops his pin and goes. The best video I have on my TikTok that got any kind of motion really fast is when Tansy tasered that. Uh, was talking about tasing that chick in the fucking vag. Classic. <laughs> I mean, story. He's a good uh, I can't wait till his book comes out. Which he I mean, to be fair, I mean to to be fair, I mean she she's she's helping other stay at home moms that you know are you know helping to contribute to the household's bottom line, but. It, it it doesn't hurt that you know she's hot and so yeah there's that i mean i mean that's 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 why i followed her on tiktok to begin with so you know <laughs> i think i think you have some kind of secret agenda and she uh she reversed it on you and you don't you lost like a couple of days so he's just been drugged up the whole time I'm, I'm telling you. No. I think it's because it's been drugged up. <laughs> the truth comes I out. Took, I took a nerve blocker this morning with some uh, naproxen, and that was at like 8.30. <laughs> so for the rest of the day, I've had my leg up doing that that, that ice water complex thing. All I'm thing. saying is, is you've had a couple of more surgeries than most people. In between the uh, timeline of your marriage, I'm just saying. I mean, it's I'm not it, saying there's a correlation. I'm just I'm saying, saying that it, correlation. It, are are you underdressed? Do you need help? That's basically what we're asking. Well, hold on. What is it? What is it? Hold on. You need an angel shot. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need an angel shot. <laughs> All right. Uh, just as long as Jane Fonda doesn't come walking up and down the line and I hand her the onion paper, she turns it into my captors and I get the uh, fuck beat out of me that night. Yeah. All right. I, next thing, uh, finance, we'll, we'll combine this one financial ruin of the United States. Uh, another bank goes under and gets melded into uh, JP uh, Morgan, First Republic Bank, and also the Chinese yen. Is more valuable than the U.S. dollar. Now I did see that there is a Republican. There was three Republicans. Don't ask me to name them right now because I can't think of it off the top of my head. But there were three Republicans in the House that uh, uh, proposed a bill to uh, return the U.S. dollar to the gold standard. Mm -hmm. So um, how would that? Now, historically speaking, where we went wrong financially as a country uh nixon signed a bill that took the dollar off of the off the gold and silver standard that's where we went wrong so um i'm just uh, i'm kind of like why wouldn't we be on the gold standard i mean seriously why wouldn't we why would we not be on the gold standard if it had tied it into another actually i mean it was defect by Default almost, it was tied to the oil, but it wasn't, there was nothing codified in law. Yeah. You would have at least tied it to something tangible, be it oil, be it anything. Then at least we would have had something to back up on. But you literally just tied it to the strength of the American economy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Which, it's the faith of, of people's, or it's, it's the strength of the people's faith in the economy working. And nobody, can't even tell you how it works. Yeah. Just 
Well, there's also there's also the what they're the thinking about doing is making it more uh, electronic. Yeah, with that whole digital currency thing. Yeah, if we could do an incredible, we can do an entire episode on on the uh, the the digital currency, the uh, the 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 Fed now. That's uh, what is the Fed now. Yeah, well, so the problem I have my my wife, dude, my wife. She got sucked into that rabbit hole on TikTok, and for the mm-hmm. longest time, that was all that. That's that. That was the only thing coming up on her for you page. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, she she could sit there and talk about it till she was blue in the face. Yeah, but it's all and, conspiracy theory. That is nothing. That well, it, is it though? Is it conspiracy theory or is it conspiracy? I know it's that. I know it's that. I know it's that. There we go. Okay. We got this. Okay. Um, I got to get that baby box. Listen, listen, you can put the hat on all you want, but can we all agree that it is not a good thing to have every single transaction funneled through the U.S. government and give them the power to weed out those transactions that they don't like? Yeah. I mean, it, I'm gonna, no, no, no. Hold it, on. It, 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 well, hold it, hold it, on. With the whole, Green I know that's not thing. The, that may not be the intent now. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm about to go that way. No, you're absolutely right, Chris. And what I'm about to say is, uh, I, I, I think I sent this to you guys, Johnny. I don't even fucking worry about you even attempting to look at the videos I sent you. Chris, on the other hand, knows, pays attention to me, dude. Oh, no. Because I mean, like, I have got, I don't know how many, <laughs> like. At least a couple of hundred videos over the course of a single week coming in for you. If I devoted enough time to sit down and watch the number of videos that you just decide to send my way, dude, that's all I would do. You know what's funny, though, is half the videos that he sent me have already come up on my FYP and I've already seen them. So yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, yeah. the amount of time. I, I, I'm literally, I'm literally is like, Oh, I already seen this, Chris. I already seen this, Chris. I'm already seen this. Chris. Oh, this is one I haven't seen. Same. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, there is, there is one that, uh, but if it makes you feel better, David, I'll start perusing and picking and choosing the ones that probably need to be watched. Perusing. That's an air force word. Look at you. Well, you know, I mean, I'm trying to not make him feel quite so alienated. Why? That's what's that's what's fun about this. Well, Well, I mean, it's bad enough. It's bad enough that that David probably lies there on his couch at night with a list. Okay, I'm trying to keep him from. You know. He's one bad day away from full on. Steve Buscemi from Billy Madison, you know, right. Billy Madison, you know, I'm trying to keep him from going there. Which I understand. However, you, it's, it's the goal is, is not to not make the list. The goal is not to make the top of the list. As long as you're three, four names down, you have some warning beforehand. And then it just, I understand, but depending he, on what shade lipstick he wants to put on that day, he could go from the bottom up. That's true. That's why I stay somewhere in the middle. I mean, he's not wrong. He's definitely <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> Strategy, man. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But anyways, uh, there is a yeah, there is a woman that actually she 
she got a she got a implant one of those chip implants that all she has to do is like scan her hand. Oh yeah, no fuck that. <clears throat> okay, hear hear me out. She was all for it as soon as it. The, it was it was basically a study. She got the chip in her in her arm. I don't know if it was real or not, but it was it was a clear clearization of what would happen if you had some kind of this chip. She was able to get into her uh, pay her bill uh bill at a concession stand. She was all kinds of stuff. It was like, oh, I can just wave my hand. I can get my apartment and everything. Well, that was that was the first uh, video. The second video was when they shut it off. And she just lost it because she wasn't able to pay anything. She wasn't able to get it back in her apartment. She wasn't able to do anything. And that's the realization you have to have with the stuff that's going in right now that they're trying to put into effect. Okay, so like with the key fobs on a Tesla, right? They're coded for that particular car, right? Because mm -hmm. technically you don't own Teslas, I don't think. You do. But if they catch you using a charger or a supercharger of a brand other than a Tesla, they can revoke your supercharging privileges for X amount of time, right? It, they've it, they, there's guys that have done videos on it where they'll they'll hook up to like a, a Falcon supercharger and then they'll be going down the road and they'll get like 10, 20 miles down the road and then they'll get a message pop up on their display that says supercharging disabled for 24 hours or something like that. Anyways. So the key fobs are coded for those particular cars. So this guy takes one apart. And uh, I don't, I forget all the particulars, but just to kind of put it in a nutshell here, he figured out, figured out how to wire the key fob into his arm. Okay. And all he did, he would go up to his car and just put his wrist up against the car and it would unlock. And then he'd just get in his car and start it. Mm -mm. And I'm sitting there going, why? You know, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm right. Okay. Say so you get into a wreck. <laughs> you know? yeah. you, now you got this hunk of metal or these wires in your arm for no reason. <laughs> okay yeah so it's, it's nuts i mean the, the idea i mean back in the early 2000s uh like the close to like the early 2010s um i mean you would hear stories about bill gates with his smart house when he was still living in washington state because you know he was still at the time kind of a hands-on with microsoft kind of a guy right yeah he would invite people over to his house and he would have their settings on a, you know, uh, loaded into a computer and they would oh, have to, they like, there, and... there was like their preferences for like air conditioning and stuff like that. Climate control lights yeah, would be programmed on these like uh, RFID tags and they would wear these badges around the house. And as soon as they walk in, this when they come through the threshold of that door to the door to that particular room, the the it would get red, and the settings would be changed in that room. And I'm sitting there going, "Oh, see." At the time, I was like, "Man, that's that's pretty cool." Yeah. But, you know, w when we started, you know, approaching things like 
wiring things into people's brains and and then we started getting it's becoming into becoming more of brother thing. It's you know cool. we started yeah we started getting into the whole big brother thing and it was like way too oh, uh-uh no that's that's not cool i mean at a certain I, I think at a certain point over the course of human history probably within the next i don't know 60 70 maybe even 100 years from now i mean I mean, it's going to be cyberpunk. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like cyberpunk where people are like augmenting themselves. Bullshit. But yeah. Mm. Eventually. Well, I don't see, know. Okay. Here's what I see happening. Here's what I see happening. Okay. And and this this is just me. Um, if we don't find ourselves in another world war, it's that's another conversation yeah right if we don't find ourselves in another in another world war between now and the next 30 40 years 30, 40. <laughs> yeah. i mean i'm being optimistic <laughs> i'm giving it the over um i think that that borders are eventually going to break down um I'm not necessarily state saying that things like sovereignty are going to go away, but you know, borders are going to basically kind of, but that's where they want, want everything to go to. Well, that's what they're wanting everything to go to. And I I think that it, it, but everybody, I'm not discounting the idea. Okay. What I'm saying is, is that if you're going to execute some kind of like world government, okay, where we finally come together and we get past our own hangups and our own bullshit, I think at some point, humankind will be able to come together under a single banner. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I and agree once, with, once I... we're able to pull our, our resources as a species, you know, then we're going to have, you know, then we're going to start seeing these, these, these jumps in technology, you know, and we're going to be more of a spacefaring people at that point. Um, you know, I mean, that's the, I, at, at, at some point, you know, there's not going to be any other place for the human race to go but up and out. So, which, which, notably, there's a lot of countries nowadays that are going towards space programs. Like India, yeah. is, India surprised me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. India, dude, I mean, <laughs> this is not. In any way, shape, form, or fashion, a racist comment, but with with India having the reputation that it does, you know, being the outsourcing capital of the world, um, I mean, India may be the world's source of technical engineers <laughs> in the future. You're not, I mean, you're not entirely wrong. I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna transform themselves from a from a uh, you know from from a, a country of hotel and gas station owners and call center uh, call center managers to being able to diagnose problems mid flight for you know translunar uh, you know. Well, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out of India. I mean, the new plastics they're coming out with. Oh, speaking uh, of new 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 stuff. Okay, so who remembers Star Trek for the voyage home? Unfortunately. 
It was the one with the whales. No, that was one of the better ones. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, don't come on me. Oh, come and, on. And, and before you talk. If you're going to come on anybody, come on, Eileen. Anyways. Before you before you say anything, Johnny, they literally had this product, what you're about to mention, for about six to seven years. I understand that. But it's just now becoming public, right? And they're, they're releasing some of the specs and the tolerances for it. Yeah. I think that it's still damn pretty cool that it is nobody would have nobody would have thought about trying to invent transparent aluminum if it had not been for that movie but there's just a lot of benefits to it i once they come out with the specs and everything uh i thought about this when i was younger like in in, in my high school years because i was just you know it's like 10 times stronger than sapphire it's yeah. heat resistant um it stays translucent and i mean you can produce it in a number of different thicknesses yeah but the and and, and it's it's for you know even if like they form it into like domes or you know sheets or anything like that whatever shape that they try to press it into it still stays translucent and i think that's cool as shit <laughs> yeah is, you know and and when i saw that and this is just because I'm a big nerd. It's like the only thing I could hear was that scene from Star Trek Four when McCoy is talking to you know Scotty, and he's like, "So much for you know changing the changing the past." And he goes, "Well, how do you know he didn't invent the damn thing to begin with?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> just like sitting there going, oh, "Okay." <laughs> I mean, I mean, then then there was this scene where he goes, "Computer." <laughs> he picks up the mouse to talk the mouse, into it. and now we're at the stage where we're actually doing that with our phones and everything <laughs> blah 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 uh now now that's why they say science fiction is a precursor to science fact yeah i mean 90 well about 75 percent of the engineers that are currently working in the world are they got into their fields because of star trek Hell, there's one lady that did, uh, and I love the story. The actor that plays Scotty, I don't know his name, I just know him as Scotty. James Duhon. Okay, okay, thank you, Johnny. Now he actually had uh, a lady that was thinking about committing suicide, and he just had her go to the con and visit with him and everything every time. Mm -hmm. He ended up becoming a mechanical engineer. And it's all yeah, well, yeah, it, it, she would. They stayed in contact. They wrote letters and eventually it turned into emails. And anytime that he was going to be in the area where she lived, he always left a ticket for her and she, you know, would always come back. And, uh, I mean, she, she got her life turned around. She went to school. Mm -hmm. She got, she got a mechanical engineering degree. Um, I mean, and that's, that's one of the coolest like success stories. I Dude, mean, I've got goosebumps and I'm about to tear up again. Every time I hear that story, that is just yeah. Material. You know what the things about I loved about James Duhon is the fact that he was a uh, he's a World War II vet or was a World War II vet. He actually stormed the beaches of Normandy. Yes. And uh, fun little fact, he was missing his ring finger from the knuckle up because it got shot off, mm -hmm. and he always kept it hidden during the show. <laughs> yeah he's he was a badass oh yeah absolutely um but 
Uh, so, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think at some point mankind's going to be able to transcend our pettiness. You know, um, we're always going to have some kind of degree of, of racism and, and mostly about football teams or, or any kind of sports. <sighs> well, well, that's and that's and just that's just okay. So to to be to be serious, I mean that's that's just competitive loyalty. Okay, <laughs> I'm talking about transcending things like you know looking past somebody's skin color or looking past somebody's ethnicity or religion. Um, do I think that religion's ever going to take a you know take a a, a step back and it's not going to be as prevalent in, in society? Uh, to a degree, I think it will, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's up to us as the believers to, you know, impart that belief onto the next generation and so forth, so on and so forth. I think religion's always going to be a thing, um, especially with the human race. Now, when we start encountering, encountering, you know, other, other species, other races, um, I, I, I think that you know, the, that racism and I'll, I'll call it humanism is always going to, it's, it's going to, it's going to come up and it's going to flare and, you know, there's going to be backlashes and things like that. And that's just because to, 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 to put it best, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones said it eloquently in, in the first men in black men, you know, humans are dumb animals. Well, that's the same thing going with like, uh, I mean, there, there's many concepts. <clears throat> That, but it was like wizard first rule is uh, is another one that i keep on uh, mentioning uh wizard first rule is uh pe people believe in a lie when they fear the truth or they believe in a lie and they fear it might be true yeah i mean that's absolutely i mean i mean we could have aliens come down and they literally are peaceful aliens and they're trying to fix uh, help us out with a lot of our our stuff but you're gonna have that one asshole that believes they're they're trying to kill us all then and and, and and it it comes to the extent and yes i'm gonna mention this and i'm one of those people that did not get vaccinated because i looked at the data but i i, I knew this stuff was wrong like with the vaccine people went uh, if you didn't get the vaccine people were willing to end your fucking life to get rid of you yeah and it wasn't and it 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 wasn't the virus it was yeah. not the virus that was the, the that was causing all this uh uh hysteria hysteria it was news it was the government itself yeah i mean somebody's always going to be behind the scenes trying to push an agenda yeah and, it's, and, it's, and, and the agenda is nothing more than just a means of control so they always say that, that that the victors are the ones that write the history books and you know so i mean when we can start getting rid of things it, one of the mike wallace uh, did an interview with morgan freeman on 60 minutes one time and you see this soundbite all the time yes and he's like so you ask he asks him about black history month and he goes what about it I don't need a month. I know who I am. Why do yeah, we have like, to celebrate Black History Month? Why can't we just talk about history? Yeah, he was like, how can you put our entire history in a one month? 
Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's which I love Morgan Freeman for that. Oh, yeah. I mean, today yeah, you and, want racism to go away, stop talking about it. Yeah. yeah. You want you want it to go away, stop talking about it. And and you know, I mean, you're going to have your ignorant ass people and they're eventually going to breed themselves out of existence or yeah. they're going to open their eyes just out of sheer attrition. I think idiocracy is more, more idiocracy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more preference. Yeah, than... <laughs> stupid people are the ones that are breeding, and then the smart people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna wait," and then they they eventually die off. Yeah, but, uh, sadly, that's yeah. Um, you know, so <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's funny that Terry Crews is doing it just as kind of like a a joke, <laughs> but but he's he's. He, he announced his uh, can, uh, candidacy for the office uh, as uh, President Camacho. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think at South Southwest, which was amazing. You know, I'm sitting there going, huh, okay, all right. Listen, it's not the worst idea. It's really not. Um, Once you know, start. Here's the thing. Like okay, I, I, I truly believe that you know, and I, I hate bringing it up, but like, okay, so so the the transgender people, okay, the the transgender crowd, yeah. <clears throat> I I almost want to stop sh just short of of acknowledging it as a mental disorder, just simply due to the fact that the same people that were bitching and moaning at us during the eighties and nineties about following the science when it came to the ozone layer are now the same people that are bitching and moaning at us about not following the science when we think that there's only two genders and that men cannot have periods yeah okay it's it's about it's it's dysphoria it's i mean there's something to be said for an agenda that is trying to normalize pedophilia that too oh which we'll get into that one too you know so things like that are i i view them as more of a cancer than anything else it, it, there's there is absolutely nothing morally right remotely pure well I'll, I'll, I'll let me re retract that part of it. There's nothing closely, even morally right or mentally right about the mindset of somebody who looks at a child and gets turned on. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because we're tasked with protecting the least of these. Mm -hmm. Right. And that includes the children. Which That's Florida, Florida just uh, opened up a kind of uh worms too because <clears throat> they just signed a bill that if the person is if the child is 12 or younger guess mm -hmm. what happens? death penalty yep it's, Good. It's well, yeah. i think it used to be a thing in alabama um where if you were charged uh, I'll, I'll, with, check uh, that. I'll check that out a charge convicted okay if you were convicted i think it used to be in alabama if you were convicted of uh child rape that I I believe you used it used to be that if you were convicted of it that they chemically castrated you. 
I know it was a thing. Actually, I just there, there is, there is a lot of states that actually ended up doing that. But that was, yeah, back in the day, that was fairly common. Yeah, you know. Now, am I all for dragging people like that out into the street and putting one in their forehead? No. Why? Because <clears throat> we need to figure out not necessarily uh, a less lethal means, but we need to figure out a more civilized civilized way of getting there because it's it's the actions that we take against that. I mean, the end goal can be the same, but it's the it's the actions that we take to get to that to that end goal that I think hurt us more in the long run. Yeah. Well, okay. Because now you've got things, you know, now you got people like, uh, you know, that, that are transgender, you know, they're walking around with uh, this, this state of confusion and fog because, you know, they buy into the, to the, to the drivel and and the the, the propaganda that's being put out there. Um, I mean, they're walking around committing mass assaults. I mean, there was a video footage, uh, like two or three weeks ago, uh, a uh, transgender woman, i.e. a man who's dressing like a woman now, walked around, was walking around and went into a gas station with an axe. Oh, fuck. Um, and just started staring people down and was talking to this like big beefy dude in the line behind him. And threatened him so what's he gonna do you know he's gonna he's gonna push off and create some of that that standoff distance right you know yeah this transgender person hauled off and hit this dude a couple of times with the axe and then hit somebody on the way out the door and just walked away like nothing happened yeah well there there's also and to my knowledge they never caught that person no uh one thing, Johnny, it's actually Alabama and uh, Louisiana just did it just recently. They actually uh, convicted a guy and they chemically castrated him. But also, uh, uh, what? And, and I think this stuff should be implemented in, in most states, and people will get upset. But there's another thing that happened in Florida too, and F- Florida's doing all the what I believe is the right stuff. And Texas is doing it too to an extent. But I mean, they 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 literally uh signed in a bill. It's like, hey, you cannot have children at the uh pride parade because of XYZ. You know what happened? It wasn't the state that did this, but the people that actually made up the pride parade canceled the parade. It's kind of weird. That now we can't have children here seeing us. That we can't. You know why that is? You want to know why that is? It's because they knew that they weren't going to get anywhere with the adult crowd. So they do what the radical left did in the 70s and 60s. And they started targeting children. It's called indoctrination. Yeah. And you see court cases popping up all the time, custody cases. Um, you know, uh, there was one case where uh, uh, a man was trying to sue for custody of his son 
because his ex-wife Oh, that happened recently. The, they went right to, where the ex-wife was like, "Oh, well." He goes to California, and he he won the case finally. Yeah, he finally won the case. Yeah, but the, like- the ex-wife took off with their son and was like, "Well, I think that you know, he he thinks that he's a girl," and so she kidnapped the kid, moved out of state, and then started having gender reassignment hormone blockers administered to the kid. I mean, this kid's like what six or seven? Yeah, he was very fucking young. hell. You know. She and went to it was California or Oregon. It's California too. Yeah, you know, it's and California. so uh actually thank God. Thank God that the man finally won that case and got custody of his son back. And hopefully that, you know, with some proper medical treatment can reverse the damage that his mother did. Yeah, there's and, a there's a lot of stuff that's going on that, and it's mostly from the data. That I, I'm I, I have been looking at. It's mostly mm-hmm. single mothers that are doing this to their child. There are yeah. some men, very few, very few of the men are doing this, but it's mostly women that are doing this. And well, look at the type of look, look, no, 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 look, no, no, look at look at the type of men that are doing this. They're usually your 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 very stereotypical basic soy boys. Yes, mm-hmm. but. The reason why they are doing this is because they create the tension that they're the attention that they have this. And that's the reason why they want it, it's that whole fucking, hey, I'm taking care of my kid and everything like that. And I'm posting it all on fa- Facebook. But the mother's a fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, here's the thing. Okay. Um, and I, I I know that the two of you are gonna agree with me. You know, you get a lot of child support. Child support needs to be, uh, you know, only ordered through the courts when the parent that is being ordered to pay it is a deadbeat. Right. All right. Child support should not be a penalty for a broken relationship. Okay. Now, if you, if you go and, and, and to be completely and perfectly honest with you, I think that barring some, you know, specific circumstances, I think that 50, 50 custody should be man, you know, should be a, uh, um, should be the standard, mm-hmm. you know, costs are split uh, right down the middle. And that the kids spend equal time at the two parents' homes. And at, at a certain point, if the child chooses to live with one parent over the other, after maybe age 14, well, at starting at age 14, I think that they should be able to choose. And, you know, you, you hear things like Division 4, okay? Division 4 is the 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 entity at least in the state of texas that's responsible for collecting child support do you want to know what a portion of your child support payments go to in the state of texas mm-hmm. the judge's retirement fund oh, wow the state shouldn't so, get a fucking penny well you know and, and so <clears throat> like with back child support it it accrues interest, yeah. 
And, uh, you know, so it, it's, I mean, I'm not advocating for, you know, hey, we're divorced, I shouldn't have to pay for anything. No, you have a child in this world, you need to help take care of that child. You right. need to be present for that child. 100%. Um, you know, at least be engaged. If you can't be present physically, you can be present by being engaged. Phone calls, face mess, you know, FaceTime, things like that. Right. Um, but I think, what was it? I read somewhere that in like 2019, Division Four, just in back child support, uh, interest charges, uh, just the, like the... For every dollar that you send in, I think like 20 cents of that or two cents of every dollar goes towards the Division IV uh, uh, Judicial Retirement Fund, right? Which is ridiculous. Or uh, pension, that's what I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. I think in 2019, I read somewhere, I haven't seen any of the newest figures yet, but I think in 2019, Division IV in the state of Texas alone generated $2.1 billion. Jesus fucking Christ. And so, who is it that's paying into this? Mostly fathers, mostly dads. Almost, almost exclusively men. Yeah, almost exclusively men. And, you know, you, you start to see like the, the father's rights movements and stuff like that. And you see court cases that are setting precedents in places like Ohio. And I love, I love Texas, love it to death. But th this is one of the one of the last bastions for uh, um, you're a dad, you're divorced, you're an automatic shitbag. And, you know, I, I, and, it, and this is not me going on a, you know, he man woman haters club rant. OK, that's not what this is, because there's bad moms, just like there's bad dads out there. Absolutely. OK, I'm not saying that I was the best father at all for any of my kids and i've had to learn a lot of lessons but if there's there's one thing that nobody can ever say about me is that i am not engaged with my kids and that i do not love my kids or that i am not willing to go to bat for my kids period right. okay um it's the and, you know, we can get into the weeds about it and we can talk about things like, uh, you know, female narcissism versus male narcissism. I mean, everybody, I mean, there's gaslighting on both ends, on both sides of every story. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's what, three, three versions of, of the story. There's, there's a lie, the truth, or there's his, her side, his side, and then there's the truth, right? Yeah, exactly. So with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know, they, they always talk about the equality gap, right? Mm -hmm. They, they don't, they, it's not that they don't look at the disparagence or the, the, the discrepancy or the gap between how a man is treated versus how a woman is treated in family court. It's the fact that they don't want to, because why it doesn't fit their narrative. Right. Okay. And, you know, 
again, 100%, I firmly believe that child support should be for deadbeat parents, not, you know, not something that you have I mean, to you can because the relationship failed. You can op you can op out of the child support if you do it right. <laughs> okay. Once so it, to opt out it start, for, for a man to it, opt out, yeah, why would you have child support? You have to give up your parental rights. Right. You have to give up your your claim to that child. Okay. In all transparency. Okay. And and I'm gonna be very vague here because uh, of the parties involved. But I surrendered my parental rights for one of my kids, okay? Because mm -hmm. at the time, the circumstances being what they were and the relationship that I had with that particular child's mother, I felt that it was probably the best thing because one, we're going to remove a level of toxicity there. And two, they would have been able to you know, establish themselves in somewhat of a normal life. Now, I have been blessed enough to have reestablished a relationship and 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 has have been in a very strong relationship with that child um, since. Mm -hmm. And you know, um, I have a somewhat decent, friendly rapport with that particular mother, mm -hmm. but. It's to this day has will always be one of the biggest regrets that I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Right. You know, so with that having been said, it's opting out of child support. I know that there's probably a legal way to do it, but something is just kind of nagging at me about that whole concept. I mean, it's, it's almost like, okay, I'm going to jump through all these hoops. So that way I don't have to support this child, you know, at least as far as the courts are going to be concerned. Now, if, if you're, if you're going to reverse child support decisions, I mean, there's obviously going to have to be some custody, you know, figured out within the court. Now, the one thing that I am going to suggest that is that if anybody listening is thinking about, you know, either divorce or modifying custody plans or parenting plans, have your ducks in a row and be prepared because it doesn't matter if the person that you're going to take to court says that they're going to be amicable about things and that they're going to just, you know, that they're willing to capitulate certain things in order to uh, ultimately make a better environment for the children. Be prepared for them to lie to you to your face and go dragging and screaming and making it all about them in a court of law. Okay. I say that because I speak from experience. Okay. Something that should have maybe cost a couple of hundred bucks for a filing fee with a couple of signatures attached to it ended up turning out to be roughly in the neighborhood of about 750 to $1,800 or $1,500 rather because the other party very <laughs> did, did a very poor job in acting class that day, uh, made it about them and their needs as opposed to what's best for the kids. So, 
you know, we did eventually come to a rough agreement um, before the proceedings started. But once we got in the courtroom and I was put on the stand, don't think for a second that I didn't get or that their that their attorney didn't make the attempt to rake me across the coals. Now, I say made the attempt. They didn't succeed very well. And for 90 percent of what we went in there for, we we got. But, you know, it's. It's. Uh, it's a tough road to hoe, man. I mean, it really is. And. It's not one that you need to take lightly. It's not one that needs to be taken alone. But at the end of the day, I mean, we have to understand and we have to be made to remember that it's not about us. It's not about us as a human being. It's not about us as an individual. It's about the kids and yeah. what's best for them because they're the innocent ones. They didn't get, they didn't ask for their mom and dad to split up. They didn't ask for mom and dad to publicly drag all this dirty laundry, whether it's a, uh, real or fictitious you know out into to the public air they didn't ask for mom to drag dad through the dirt they didn't ask for dad to drag mom through the dirt so you know the one thing that i david knows what i went through with my last divorce chris i'm sure i probably let you in on a lot of it so you can do everything that you can do to try to keep your nose clean. If the other side has a good enough lawyer, you're going to get dirty, regardless of your efforts. You're going to spend some time reevaluating the value of your own life, you know, kind of a deal. Um, you're going to go through some heartaches. You're going to go through a lot of trial and tribulations. But I'm telling you, you, you have to keep your eyes on the ultimate prize. And that is just understanding that you have to be the best version of yourself for your kids because they deserve the best. Right. Cause again, they didn't ask to, to be brought into this world. They didn't ask for the circumstances that they're being put, you know, put placed into to be put upon them. But, you know, it's uh, you know, the family courts are not there for the men. They're really not. Um, and, and a lot of people will tell you that including lawyers and, um, you know, and, and something else too, this whole client attorney privilege thing is a load of shit. They will talk about each other's clients because they all have lunch together. Yep. They'll talk about their cases openly. Yep. Like in Wichita Falls, every lawyer knows each other. Absolutely a hundred percent. Something that you say in the strict, strictest of confidence within the walls of that attorney's office will get repeated at the lunch table. Oh yeah, it's not right. It sucks, but you know, hey, that's what you get whenever you're in a county small enough to have a good old boys and girdle girls club. Yep. So, um, you know, it, but family courts, the whole child support thing. I mean, it could be handled a lot better, but the way that it's configured now, and it has been for 50, 60 years, it is an absolute money making racket. I mean, it's it's all it is is just a racketeering scheme concocted by state governments and you know so it's it's stupid <laughs> it really is so it, 
I'm trying to think of a way to circle back to our, our other topics, and I'm failing. So somebody rescue me. Okay. Uh, there's another thing that's happening right now, and then and then this this is kind of I'm. Um, it's it's just kind of funny. Disney World to move to New Orleans because of the fight that they're having in Florida with uh, Governor DeSantis, which it's all fake. I, I figured as much because if you look about, if you look at how much land they have in Florida and how much they use for Disney World, moving, it would cost Disney World more than it than they they in like, order to pay for a move from Florida to Louisiana which, by the way, I would not suggest. They would have to sell off one of their big marquee items like the Star Wars properties, or they would have to sell off Marvel Studios to be able to afford to pay for that movie. Not even that. They could, now, if they if they build a new new place, which uh, I'm reading all the stuff that, that was on it, and it doesn't look like they're putting anything in New Orleans at this time. Of course they're not. But, well... Think about all the people that you that Disney would have to displace. Where are they going to put themselves? Are they going to bulldoze the ninth ward? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... you guarantee it would be they would they would market that as an attack on uh, DeSantis hates poor people. That's why he's making Disney move to these uh, to this neighborhood. And they're having to do that. If it were okay, for- so the whole thing stems from the fact that Disney for years has had some kind of like self-governance agreement yeah. with the state of Florida. Yeah. And because they're pushing this whole woke LBGTQ trans, you know, agenda. Which, which is actually doing them a lot of harm. And most it, of the, it really is. It's yes. I mean, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot and they don't even realize it because they're just, oh, that, they're, they're, realizing they're that invested. They're, they're realizing but, it. And Bob Iger, the new uh, CEO is actually trying to change all of that. It's like, listen, we have to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Well, they and- saw what happened with uh, with Heiser Bush mentioning them earlier in the podcast. They saw what happened with that, so the they're they're gonna have to start backtracking it. Yeah, I mean, when you get to the point where the agenda that you're trying to push is not only a rejected by a majority of Americans but it's rejected by a lot of countries around the world. Yeah. Um, you're catering to the vocal and violent minority. What's really, what's really funny Uh, is is I watched this order. Uh, I watched this news news clip of, uh, I don't, I don't know where it was from is they were, they, they were giving out the 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 president of this African nation was giving the difference between like Russia and China and America they're like what fucking sucks is America gave us two million dollars for gender studies Russia (laughs) gave us weapons this was like (laughs) yeah yeah. 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 who do you think we're gonna go with yeah exactly Mm -hmm. he's like how are we yeah how are we gonna defend ourselves with with two million dollars for for gender studies yeah yeah i mean uh uh queer theory into into our schools or something like that like it was it just yeah yeah it's it's that it's that whole it's like i love is the fact that we've got teachers getting busted now because kids are bringing their cell phones into the classrooms and recording their teachers Mm -hmm. talking about pedophilia 
talking about critical race theory. And a lot of these very left-leaning teachers that, that think their jobs are safe because they're tenured are getting turned out on their butts because they're putting kids in danger. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and here's, here's the funny thing, and this is going to blow somebody's mind. It really is. Okay. So we talk about the silent majority and the vocal minority, right? You Mm -hmm. know, everybody talks about the people who yell the loudest are usually the ones that win the argument. Mm -hmm. And actually, actually I have, let me finish. Go ahead. BCX, thank you. Okay. Go ahead. Back in the uh, 30s, how do you think that the national or the National uh, uh, Socialist Party in Germany got started? They were a very vocal minority. They eventually shouted down enough people to where they gained power. And you saw how that turned out. So we might want to think twice before doing what uh, uh, Prime Minister Minister Chamberlain did back in the 30s, where he appeased to Adolf Hitler and conceded Poland in the hopes of maintaining peace on the European continent. We just give them if you give somebody who is trying to push an agenda an inch, I guarantee you they will not just take a mile. They will take square mileage and it eventually turns into, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles. And it eventually gets to the point where it's never going to be enough and it's going to be their way or you're just going to get executed at some point. Yeah. Well, here. Okay. There's two things in this. One is the first things. Uh, the, uh, BC actually sent me this. He, he He's writing. He's finishing up on his book. and He's getting a couple of offers, which I'll, I'll love to have him on to uh uh promote his book but he he sent me this uh a part of his uh uh philosophy uh in the writing uh the fight will come no matter how hard you try to avoid them they're they are still going to happen so i can tell you this if possible i always uh warned warned first when you beat a man everyone knows it no uh no need to hike up your uh britches and brag about it so boy what have you got to decide in your life if you're going to be the dog that barks then bites or the dog that bites then barks that is, that was your first first instance on this but what a lot of people don't understand is what is happening is what what it all started out with it started out was like uh okay, we'll we'll give you this little nugget. You're you're good with this, right? No, you're not. You need no and then it gets to the point to where now and luckily there's certain platforms where you can speak what the fuck is going on with this world and not get to the point to where you you no one knows you exist anymore, which I I've been a loser most of my life. I'm surprised I've gotten this far and people actually still listen to me. I am literally surprised every day. Like I have great friends. I'm 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 surprised. I'm like, where the fuck were you guys when I was younger? When I was getting beat up. But now I'm like n- nowadays, I, I I I I'm just surprised of how much you know good friends I have 
compared to like most people. I mean, yeah, we still every once in a while we need to vent to each other. It happens. I mean, I do it. Johnny does it. Chris does it too. And my brother-in-law does it. But we all come together as a group of people, complain what's going on. And then we we just look at it and going, okay, we'll see what we can fix together. But we don't go out and say, hey, this is the world. I see it. Let's fuck yeah, it. Yeah, we're not part of the pitchfork, pitchfork and torches crowd. I mean, Mm-mm. It, we get we get yelled at and screamed down and yelled down and labeled as fascists because we don't think the way that they do. But I, you know, kind of like Ingunio um, Matoya from The Princess Bride. You keep saying that word, but I don't think you know what it means. You know, it, it's it's you know, fascism is is really. It's almost like the new race card. Well, it is the new race card. And they're well, using yeah. it. And what's funny is the fact that Antifa well. labels themselves in that. Yeah, people, Antifa is still a thing. Mm-hmm. But Antifa labels themselves as being anti fascist. It's literally. Everything. They're the ones dressing like stormtroopers, not talking the cool ones that can't hit anything. We're talking about, you know, covering their faces, wearing black clothing trying to get all tactical but you know they 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 usually take it off because they can't bear to the weight and they sweat too much because they don't that drink happened. water drink that happened to their tactics too they scream down those that they don't they do they scream down and and that is the action that that is the point that is the purest definition of fascism is that you scream down somebody else's opinion mm-hmm. you know before i had to take off of work for the surgery um I I was told that there was people in management that were uh, accusing me of doing something that I hadn't done. And when I heard about it, I was like, huh, okay. At that point, for whatever reason, the stars and the planets aligned just perfectly. And instead of calmly, coolly, and collectively going to the person in charge and stating my case... I kind of took it out on the lowest, lowest rung of the management ladder. Not, not, no, I was still professional. I still, I still carried some tact, you know, that, that old military bearing thing. Um, you know, and I made myself abundantly clear. I said that, uh, you know, I've got an open door policy. I said, if, if anybody has something that they want to say about me, to me, concerning me, they need to come to me. I said, because one, we're all adults here. Two, that's lowbrow Bush League crap. And three, if we are expected to, as, as, you know, hourly employees to come in, check in, or, you know, clock in and act professionally until we leave, then the same standard, if not more, needs to be expected of those who are placed in positions of authority. I said, because you're the ones that are out here setting the example for us. So instead of backbiting, backstabbing, and talking about people in hushed circles, how about you pull that person that you're talking about into a room somewhere? Because what's that good old leadership ethos? You admonish in private and you praise in public, right? So you you pull that person into a closed office and you have a discussion with them. It's called entering into a civil discourse. 
I'm all about trying to, you know, discuss things with people, even have it have it escalate into a debate. But it's when it starts turning into an argument, that's when I start shutting down because I know at that, that point they know that they've lost and that they are choosing to wake up and they're they're waking up and choosing violence at that point. And I'm not willing to take a to be a party to that. Now, when I say that they wake up and choose violence, I'm talking about verbal violence. And at some point, there are some people in this world who just were not raised right and and lack the cognitive capacity that God gave wet concrete. At least it's smart enough to dry, right? They'll sit there and they'll get mouthy. And at some point, they'll try to impose a physical presence in hopes that they'll intimidate you into submission. Then, then I stand up. I assume that good posture. And I and I talk to them with that command presence voice, that one that comes down here from the diaphragm. Right. And that's when this starts coming out. Yep. And, uh, you know, so I had, after I had stepped down off my little soapbox that evening, um, I, I tracked that individual down and I said, look, I want to apologize for coming across as being unprofessional. I could have handled that a little bit better. And they were like, no, like, dude, that was, that was actually kind of awesome, you know? And I was like, yeah, be that as it may still, you know, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm owning up to the fact that I could have handled that better. Well, yeah, we both worked people at that were in the, within the vicinity went to management, management came and talked to me like a, the night before I, I went out for my, for my knee and it was like, what happened here? So I explained the situation and then we're like, do you think that maybe you could have handled that better? I said, well, if you'd have been listening actively, I told you not even five minutes ago that I had tracked them down and made an apology to that individual, you know, so right. we should have been right. good at that point. Well, by me bringing up the fact that they weren't actively listening, they took that as they they took they took that as a serious indictment upon themselves and you know people hate being indicted for anything you no, know they hate no, having their feet they, they hate haven having their feet held to the fire right. they they uh they they kind of sat there and go well you're just unprofessional and um i'm going to talk to who i need to talk to see about writing you up and i was like writing me up for what i mean i'm i'm, I'm legitimately asking this question because it's it's not a question of uh, understanding or comprehension. It's it's uh, just the fact that because you got called out on something in a very professional, you know, un, in, in unimposing manner, you just you're 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 wanting to to what levy some kind of punishment because somebody noticed something that either a you're aware of, b not aware of, or c are aware of and just don't care enough to fix right they looked at me and i was like i leaned in and i was like look i, I legitimately did this i said look <laughs> they're looking at the barrel of a, of a knife hand i was like i said i come into work i do my job i get done i clock out and i go home i could care less about the people that work here when i'm not when i'm not here when i am here I'm cordial, I'm polite, but I get my job done. You don't see me out there, you know, wasting time leaning up against the wall or trying to help gravity out by holding the foundation down. I'm doing something. Right. I said, 
there's no reason for me to walk into the garden section and apologize to every plant that has been working hard to produce the oxygen that everybody else in this store wastes. And they looked at me and they were like, well, you have a point. And then they turned around and walked away. They didn't say a thing to me for the rest of the night. And I'm just sitting there going, huh, okay. You know, so, I mean, there are certain ways. I mean, you can, you can talk down to somebody without them knowing that you're talking down to them. I mean, anybody who's either ever been experienced to or had been exposed to an NCO or has had leadership experience knows what the hell I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> you know? wasn't it, wasn't it, was it Churchill that said diplomacy is the art of telling somebody to go to hell in such a way that they look forward to the trip? Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly um, my thing was, is uh, all you have to do is say, uh, well, sir, and you know, some fucked up shit is coming because they fucked up. I love the phrase with all due respect. Well, you got to put sir in that. Yeah. All due yeah. Sir. Yeah. With all due respect, sir. You know, <laughs> you know, or it's like, or with all due respect, sir. I swear to God, I'm sorry. I, I didn't get you your juice box. <laughs> you know, and, like, your, and your treats. I mean, I can go into the, uh, I can, I, I, I can go into the orderly room and get you some of those orange slices if you want. Yeah. You know, it's like, good Lord. You know, it, it, it just, it, it amazes me that, you know, we, we have these people that, that are out roaming the streets and, and, you know, eating up our food, food supply and, and soaking up oxygen that, that could be used for, you know, other things. And they put on like, you know, they put on a, a really bad alpha impression but the second that they get called out on it oh lord oh no 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 you might That's as well just real you just hang it up because dude either they're gonna cry they're gonna scream you're gonna hear somebody's voice crack and then they're gonna go online and they're gonna lambaste you they're gonna make your life a living hell Okay. Case in point, um, our sponsor, my wife, um, was on her private TikTok page and she had made a comment about a picture from a gay wedding. She was like, marriage should be between a man and a woman. She was exercising her first amendment rights, expressing her opinion and standing up for her belief. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, she's doing the same thing that the LGBTQ crowd does whenever they want to expose themselves to children and then they play it off like it's a good thing, right? Um, so let me look at that. Hold on. <laughs> oh. So she starts getting messages, right? And then they track down her, her, her professional page. She's got her phone number on her professional page. That's how people reach her, right? Calling her several times, even when as far as to send her an email. Um, calling her things like twat waffle. Um, somebody even 
Now they got the address wrong, but they got it to within a few houses on the same street talking about, well, I'll be, I'll, I'll meet you at such and such address with the gun emoji in there in the message. Right. Yeah. And I mean, she went, I mean, like her anxiety through the roof. I'm over there thinking, okay, you might get your state set kill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I might get my front yard pop. Right. And, you know, I'm like, I'm I legitimately in my head, I'm going through how much ammo I've got. <laughs> yep. Right. I'm thinking about, okay, if they show up at the house after my surgery, I'm going to have to low crawl my ass or high crawl my ass to the edge of the stairs. So that way I got good, good, good cover, good concealment but I can still get a good slight picture toward the front door. Can't you know, you things like that. Chair? Huh? Can't you use that new chair? Well, I mean, I can, I've I got a clean line that. of sight. I've got a clean line of sight to the front, to the front door. So, I mean, that, that part I've got covered, right? And, you know, I can blind fire and hit the back door kind of a dang, you know, kind of a thing, but. At least make them think twice. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I swear, I'm still going to get a bike horn installed on on one of the rails of my AR, so that way the last thing somebody hears before they get smoked is, <laughs> you know. <sighs> they get to the pearly out, gates we'll and St. Peter's like, what was the last thing you heard before you died? Bike horn? <laughs> You're going to Did I get run over by a clown car? What happened? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't remember clown cars having a green count, but... <laughs> you know, but I mean, she she spent, she spent a good three or four days. Well, actually, most of the week. Blocking people on her social media platform, like all of them, Instagram, TikTok, both her, her TikTok accounts, mm-hmm. both of her Facebook pages. I mean, people were just ugly about it. Now, I don't know if they were using a VPN number or whatever, but like I got a call. Well, she got a call from a Los Angeles number talking about, you know, I know where you live. You know, you're a bigot. You're a twat waffle this, you know, fuck you that. I mean, not, it, it not, was, not, not for nothing. I'm I'm kind of wanting to use the twat waffle a little bit more often now. The twat waffle is just a. a... I, it's one of those things that I haven't heard of. Yes, that is a word that I haven't heard in a very, very long time. But no, I'm 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 more I'm more inclined towards things like fuck face and fuck plug. <laughs> it's got that abrasiveness and just that abruptness that just demands, hey, you're looking at me. I still like shit pump. Shit pump is good, but what shit pump. I mean, shit that? pump, shit bird, shit hawk. I mean, this isn't trailer park boys. I'm just kind of putting that out there. Mr. Well, Lady. I, I, I'm trying to get the chick to come on the podcast. because I has... mean, the next time you say the word shit pump, I'm going to ask you where Randy is. <laughs> no. Uh, actually, <laughs> what's really... Shut what, the fuck up, Randy, you greasy fuck. Go eat another cheeseburger. <laughs> come from Trailer Prox, boys. Go put a fucking shirt on, Randy. God. Did, huh? that, did that come from uh, Trailer Park boys? Yes, it did. Because and the guy that played Mr. Lee, he is actually dead. He died a couple of years ago. Did he? Yep. That sucks. 
I stopped watching Trailer Park Boys uh, the last season. They all got arrested, and then they're in the jail cell, and they all turn into cartoons. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? What is this? And then the next season that came out was all animated. I'm like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was a little out there. I mean, I get that Letter Kenny did the. I get that Letter Kenny did like a, you know, a little Kenny kind of a thing. Yeah, where but they were was, all kids. But that was like, that 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 was that was just them being kids, and it was all Wayne and Daryl. You know, <laughs> they were all just talking. You know, you know. You're sitting around having a discussion with your pals the other day, you know, and it's like, okay, fine. But they didn't make it a season that was integral to, or, or, or in, you know, integral to, to, to the canon. I mean, it wasn't a continuation of the visit to the jail cell. I mean, like literally the first episode of that season of Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> okay. Oh, what is his name? The, uh, uh, the, the dumb one. Um, Bubbles? Not Bubbles. Bubbles is awesome. Um, shit. He's always getting hurt. He's got the car with the no doors on it. I'm blanking. D- David's looking it up. I know he is. No, no, I'm not. I was really okay. Anyways, he walks out and he's like, I wonder if we're like cartoons in real life where they don't get hurt, right? And so he finds a gun in his car and shoots himself. He's like, oh, that hurts so bad. Hey, I'm not bleeding anymore. (laughs) I'm like, like, oh, my God, dude, I tried so, so hard to finish that season, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, couldn't do it, man. That's that's a little too far out there. Yeah, Randy, that's his name. No, not Randy's the fat one. What's his name? Hold on. Damn it. Well, while you're doing that, did uh, Chris, did we mention the uh, TikTok warehouse? The what? TikTok warehouse. TikTok warehouse? Okay. You know how World of Warcraft used to have, like, the uh, Chinese gold farmers? Yeah. Yeah, well... They had the same thing with TikTok now. They have like young uh, Asian girls. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah, they're they're creating content. Just they're they're locked in like a, a fucking cubicle, just mm-hmm. doing creating content and yeah. like filters and and stupid shit like that. Just whatever's Ricky. trending. Ricky, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one that with a drink in his hand all the time. No, that's Julian. Oh, oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. Did you know Brian Austin Green from 90210 had a spot on that show? Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. I thought I would recognized. I was like, no, no. no I was I, just too I, lazy I never, to look it up. I never spent a lot of time <laughs> watching it. Yeah. Yeah. John Dunsworth, who played Jim Leahy, he died a few years ago. Never... He was actually a really, really great actor. He was a classically trained actor. Yeah, a lot of them are. I mean, look, look at Brian. And he caught so much hell. Like, he, he went on these... Uh, uh, upper scale like Shakespeare theater interviews right and uh, the person giving the interview was like talking shit to him to his face he's like don't you ever aren't you ever afraid that you're going to be looked down upon or that your stature as an actual actor is going to be diminished because of this role that you 
constantly reprise on this trailer park boys show and he goes no 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 i don't i'm not i'm not worried about it at all <laughs> I'm like, look at brian cranston yeah yeah he did well, malcolm look at I mean, the, the, the dude that played uh, the, the sheriff in the Dukes of Hazard, he was a classically trained Shakespearean actor. Yeah. And he did a good yeah. Job. Oh, did you know the guy that uh, played Boss Hogg? He was actually in the army. He was a war. He was yeah. a Korea vet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or look at uh, the guy that plays Data. Brent Spiner. Oh, dude. Yeah. His, Just the episodes his, that he was in for this past season where he's switching back and forth from like Lord, <laughs> Data, and Dr. Soon. Dude, yeah, I'm not spoiling anything for you. you just, I'm, I'm working on, on getting through it. Dave, All I'm you... saying, master class in character transition. Well, remember what his note, uh, notable uh, role was inaugural, his notable role, notable role, night court. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah he played the uh, the 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 redneck, the hillbilly. Yeah, the, hey, we'll he, go. He was a recurring uh, character in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey. Just like okay, so the guy that played Dan Fielding's uh, assistant, he was always wearing like the real shitty clothes, and he was always eating out of the trash can. Yeah, yeah. He was a he had a recurring role on Days of Our Life uh, Lives. He played uh, uh, he played uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Demera's or uh, Stefano Demera's like evil mad scientist guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> didn't Jensen Ackles get a, a start in in one of those soap operas? I don't know if I it, think he it, did. It, I know he had a bit part in, or he had a small part was, in one of those days of days of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm just like <laughs> so. We all right. So my wife and my sister in law have got me hooked on the early seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Right. So it begins that I am so pissed at them about this. Okay, right. okay, this is what's gonna happen. Uh, you remember what was his name? Bruce something Chin. <laughs> I I seem to recall in, in his early I, years. I mean, didn't something happen to him fairly recently? Like in in recent I, history, I'm not I something. Sure. I haven't heard the name Bruce in quite a while. I don't yeah, know why I mean either. The only time I ever think of the name Bruce is when I'm when I'm thinking about Bruce Campbell. I think of uh, the shark from Finding Nemo. No, nah, I think of Bruce Campbell. <laughs> oh, he's like he's Bruce. Bruce is Bruce. Oh, Bruce nice. I'm having fish for dinner tonight, boys. <laughs> you have to excuse him. He didn't even know his father. <laughs> but anyways, we've been going. We've been going at this for an hour and thirty minutes. All right, so just real quick. Go, go. All right, so. And I, I, I get onto them all the time. Like something happens on the show and I'm sitting there going, I hate y'all. I really do for making me get hooked on this show. I'm just like, what the fuck, you know? And uh, so like the other night, one of the characters just kind of didn't reply to us to a question. They just kind of stared off into space. And Mindy was like, oh, that's the soap opera stare. I was like, no. <laughs> that is the john black from days of our lives stare where he does that one look for an entire season where he just kind of looks at you and goes oh is that the joey tribbiani where he's trying to divide what was it he's trying to figure out the square root of of something in his head 
And that's that yes. look because yes. he's trying to yes. out. Yeah, he's trying yes. to do the that. same Joey Tribbiani that had a recurring role as Dr. Romora <laughs> on Days of Our Lives. <laughs> what was his first name? Dr. Dr. I think David Romora or something oh, like that. It was like it was Rick or something, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. But he had like he fell down an elevator elevator <laughs> shaft and died. But then he had a twin brother that came back. <laughs> I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> oh god that's gonna bug me i, I need I, what's his name i, I need I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that like everybody that's on days of our lives now with the exception of maybe deidre hall are brand new characters and the storylines are just so even for days of our lives standards i might actually sit down and watch an episode or two just because it was an enjoyable show to watch back in the early 2000s, right? You know, you had Stefano and you had, you know, you had the, you had, you knew who was the bad guy. And then uh, Deidre Hall's character was constantly getting kidnapped or possessed by Stefano. <laughs> Drake, Dr. Drake Ramore. Drake Ramore. There you go. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. And his, his brother's name, his twin brother's name was something else. I don't know. I've never seen a I know. I bet you if I go in there and I ask my wife and my sister-in-law, they'll tell me right on the spot. Yeah, they probably could. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go eat, and then I'm going to see if I can find the Covenant on pay-per-view and watch that. So. Okay. So, anyways, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. I'm David Dickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. I am Chris Jacko. And thank you all. Talk to you all later. Love you. Bye. What the hell? <laughs>